Hey ho everybody and welcome to another episode of Finito, the Myth the Movie podcast where we look at myths and legends from around the world and how it influences the movies you know and love. I am your host Henry Finito, putting the fin in Finito and each week I'm joined by the astounding Amy. No, tonight I'm not astounding. Well, I will be when I finish my, my cocktail. Can you hear the ice chink-a-chink? So as you can hear the, the cocktails of the Moscow Mules, we have officially entered. No, it's it's in Moscow Mule mugs, though. But it's a pina colada. Okay. But anyway, we've uh, we've entered the the coolest, spookiest month of the year. Yeah. October. I think it's the best month. Which you've probably already gathered by our uh, spooky theme music version of the Hey Finito tune. But yes, we have entered autumn. The so basically the, the fall of humanity. No, it's basically <laughs> the time when nature is telling you go to sleep. You need to go to sleep more now. No, we don't need to do but that. But then our no, society is built on the foundation of work all the time. No, not at the moment. Everybody's, everybody's... Oh, yeah, I know. Up in the air, yeah. So if you're listening in this uh, in the present, obviously you'll probably lock down somewhere and not be able to see your loved ones. And you're obviously listening to us to uh, escape that for a bit. Or you're listening to us in the future where you'll probably lock down from your loved ones. Or you're in like <laughs> a group of six yeah. going, oh, this is nice. Okay. But you can listen to this podcast... Around the world on your own and you, feel like you're in a group of more than six. Why are you talking like a, an American TV presenter? Anyway, so we have <laughs> we've gone twenty two. This is our twenty second episode. Is it really? Twenty two episodes into Finito. Oh, um, just I think we've been doing it just over a year. So because we had a Halloween episode last year. Yeah, it was. Um... Salwin. <laughs> Salwin. We're going to try and put out some spooky episodes over the October many, many. period. Obviously, culminating in the greatest holiday ever, Salwin uh, Halloween. Oh, you pronounced it wrong. <laughs> so this episode, we're going to we're going to dive straight into it. What is it? What's what Halloween? What's the episode that we're doing? Oh, it's about ghost ships. Ghost or, ships. Or you could say ghost boats. Or ghost demons. Ghost boats. Ghost boats is really sounding scary, is it? Ghost boats. Ghost boats. Yeah, but it's ghost but ships. Ghost dinghies. Ghost schooners. Ghost canoes. That's not a sailboat. It's a schooner, you idiot. Um, ghost. Yeah, so horse. ghost ships. Now, do you know much about ghost ships? I know that they're ships with they're ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> Isn't there like? <laughs> Isn't there like? Um, I was watching one of those most haunted programs. I can't remember which one. But there was this big battleship and it had loads of ghosts on it. And they did one of them things. It was even Most Haunted or that American program that I love. Well, the American. The man. And ghost he's like, faces. I went onto the boat and I saw something out of the corner he, of got, my his eye. His diction's really weird. So I turned on my various bits of technology, which you won't even know how it works. But it does work. I'm confirmed that there was a ghost in that one. That man. Yeah. This translator will translate... The ghost's words into words. <laughs> how does it work? Do not ask me how the ghost <laughs> translate. Yeah. Anyway, so ghost ships. So you don't really have you ever heard? You must have heard of a, a ghost ship, like from as a, as a kid, the stories. What do you mean? Well, not a specific one, but okay. Yeah. So, so the myth of a ghost ship is there's you know there's been several famous ones over, but um, and they're dotted all around the world. So basically, ever since a boat. Uh, or a ship has been able to sail. People have reported seeing ghost ships. You know. <laughs> the origin of ghost ships when boats were first invented is when the ghost ships were first <laughs> yeah. invented. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I like how you have to state that, Henry. Well, of course, you, you, you wouldn't have a ghost boat before boats were made. Does that mean it? haunted houses didn't exist before houses? No. Does that mean they had haunted caves? Haunted caves. <laughs> all that spooky. Or just all haunted wood. Woo. How come you don't get like ghosts that are like from the 1960s? Or well, I think you do, don't you? Like, like there's that t- there's a TV show on BBC at the moment called Ghosts, imaginative title, and um, <laughs> it's like a couple in uh, sort of get this mansion, and there's loads of ghosts there, and there's a Neanderthal, and there's a man from the 80s. Oh, see, that's and quite There's a man diverse. from the Victorian part, part, you know, times and stuff like that. So it shows you the. Do you think a, pretty much just watch that program astronaut again. astronaut why wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway, anyway um, ghost so dog. ghost ships uh, have been kind of reported since uh, you know man has been sailing and stuff people see a boat or a ship <laughs> and they go to where it's there and there's no sign of it all. <laughs> what, are you, what's it, what are you laughing at <laughs> <coughs> wait I'm going to have loads of editing to you're explaining no so so there's the the cal the calucci in chile which is you know a famous boat that's been seen and there's apparently it's a sentient ship you can get navigate underwater and stuff that means it's alive what itself ship's alive you never heard the word sentient no i know what sentient sentient means but i've never heard (laughs) a ship that's alive yeah so it's alive and stuff but the thing is that's it's alive to talk well, because it's got a mind of its own. It sails around going, woo. So it's not the captain. It, you're like, oh, no. No, because it's a ghost ship. I there's can't no, there's no captain. There's no captain. Anyway, we get to Oh, the... hang on. So it used to be a ship, but you, people see it randomly now. Yeah. Did it sink then? I just thought you Now, were... because we're from, we're we're based in the UK, so obviously the stories that I grew up with, one particular ship in particular, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of this? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the Mary Celeste was a an American merchant ship. It was discovered, and it was uh, discovered adrift and deserted. It was empty uh, in the Atlantic Ocean on December 4th, um, 1872. And in a disheveled but seaworthy condition. And uh, it was still partial sail, and it was just still floating around and stuff, with um, with lifeboats missing and stuff. But the, the, apparently, this is the way my father used to describe it to me when he said that. Yeah, father. He said the plates of food would be on the table. Oh, yeah. As if they'd had their, were having their lunch and left in a hurry. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know why no, my father was a troll. Where have they gone, though? Well, that's the thing. There's there no sign and stuff like that. Anyway. It's just stolen, like. Well, there wasn't much to steal from the ship anyway. The loggings and stuff was 10 Did days beforehand. It was a merchant ship, though. Yeah, it was a merchant ship, but ten, the loggings from 10 days showed that they'd kind of cleared the stuff out. Uh, there was provision, ample provisions online, uh, on, uh, on the ship. So nobody stole the food or anything like that from the boat. It was still left on there. <clears throat> the cargo um, uh, that had alcohol in it was still on the ship. <gasps> so no one sold that. It was only yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't too much of it. And all the crew's personal belongings were kind of undisturbed and stuff. So they literally just vanished from the the ship and left everything intact on there. Mm-hmm. And that was I remember reading this about a kid go ooh you know spooky mm. like a ship that's been left and stuff. Eventually, I think somebody took the ship and kind of like uh, salvage. There's a salvage hearing in Gibraltar, and um, they recovered it and they kind of patched it up and stuff. And then eventually went out and went out as another boat and they started sailing around and stuff. But yeah, it's been the inspiration for stories and novels and stuff like that mm-hmm. for, for centuries. But but I was going to talk about this. But it's not really a ghost ship, is it? Because what? is it not a ship? No, it's a ship, and people have disappeared. But there's no really ghostly goings on, is there? It's just an empty ship. It's like, ooh, what happened to him? 
Not, there's no ghost either. Oh, so. yeah, I suppose. So, there is one more famous <laughs> ship. That's the ghost ship. And people uh, will have heard of this uh, ship. Is this... But they will have not realised that this story has been ingrained in their head because popular media have stolen it many, many times. Oh, God, is it then? It is... <clears throat> The Flying Dutchman. Oh, like from Pirates of the Caribbean. And yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean. That stuff. Don't do that voice. Well, I like no, because the Pirates of the Caribbean stole that story. Yeah, of course they did. Everything's, so, everything's stolen nowadays. Isn't do it? you know the story of the Flying Dutchman? It's a flying thing. No, it's a boat. Does it go into the water? It's a ship. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it, much like Does the, the like Calucci that we mentioned from um, um, Chile, mm-hmm. it can go underwater, it can navigate underwater and stuff. So, but the thing is, it's supposed to be a legendary ghost ship that has, was said never to be able to port. You know, like the um, the curse, yeah, the Pirate of the Caribbean. And but could doomed... the captain go on the land every ten years? Well, let's get into that. So, don't spoil it for the listeners. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's never he's never able to set port and stuff. And he's supposed to room, and people who see it, it's supposed to be like, um, oh my, oh no, it's like doom is coming towards you if you see the the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but the oldest um, version of this legend goes back to the 18th century and stuff. But according to the legend, if you if if the ship is hailed, um, if the flying Dutchman is hailed by another ship, the crew of the Dutchman are said to, said to, said to try and send messages back to their loved ones on the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they can they, sometimes they can only kind of communicate with people from that. Um, purported sightings from the 19th and 20th century of people said to have actually seen the flying Dutchman. Really? <clears throat> So about from the 23rd century? Well, there's no sort of modern kind of report. Has it reached its uh, expiry date? Well, there's, there's probably a reason for that, because we'll get onto it. But So the Flying Dutchman, there was no ship <laughs> called the Flying Dutchman. Whatever. Ever. So nothing sank to become a ghost ship. But there's a true story. Well, is this the true story? So this is apparently where the <laughs> legend... It's a true story, but no, is it? Can... Again, it gets more complicated. So in the legend, the Flying Dutchman wasn't actually called a ship. So the Dutch East India Company, it was a, a real company that used to have ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And these ships used to travel between the Netherlands and the East Indies, you know, transporting kind of like spices and silks and, you know, whatever and stuff in Dutch ports. And um, at the time, uh, in, I was at like 1641, a, a Dutch man. <laughs> a yeah, Dutch man. Yeah, a yeah. captain, uh, apparently called Hendrik van der Becken. Very, very nice name. Yeah, he had a crew and he set out with, on his journey and stuff. To the sea. But he was eager to return to Amsterdam as, no as quickly as possible. <laughs> so he decided to go the shortest route possible, which was past the Cape of Good Hope. And this is where the stories kind of like um, kind of change a little bit backwards, backwards and forwards. So he, he took the ship and he began to make his way around the Cape. But a fearsome storm blew up. Doesn't, doesn't it always? And the crew said, Captain, Captain. Or they probably didn't talk like that. They, they talk. They were, they were Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. They were probably like, Cap- I can't do the accent. So I'm like, <laughs> um, Captain, Captain, um, I think we should turn back. And he's like, nay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the earliest versions of the stories, the, the captain kind of like says no. Uh, some claim um, because he was drunk or uh, he was just <laughs> He ins- was mad. Or, or, or was, yeah, insane. <laughs> I've gone mad. But whatever the reason and stuff, he ignores, ignores the crew and he takes the, the Dutch, the Dutchman, the flying Dutchman straight into the storm. Instead of like battling away for the maelstrom and, you know, the storm, whatever, the crew mutiny. Okay. Yeah. And try and turn the ship out of danger. But because of them not sailing through it, they eventually fail. And then uh, Van, um, Van der Decken kills the leader of the mutiny. 
and throws yeah. him overboard. And as he does, he declares that he would complete the journey around the Cape. And he, and he turns around and he goes, uh, this is where it diff differs, which, depending on what story you read. He goes, if we don't make it to land, um, and the way I say, no one will make it to land, ever. Oh. And then sometimes he's quoted as saying, until doomsday, no one will ever step oh. foot on dry land. And as soon as he said those words, sometimes this is where the story gets a little bit ludicrous. An angel appeared in this one in one version. I was well, I was flying by yeah. and I heard you. Yeah. And challenged, thought, no, you challenges challenges Van Vander Decken. Yes, I'll challenge you now. And said, "Look, if you repeat them, you'll seal your fate for your crew and stuff, and and you'll go into." It. So he was cursed to then sail oh, the seas forever. Hence, reflecting the story. But uh, the whole yeah, so but another. Parts of the Caribbean mm -hmm. thing, but they can't go on land. But another version of this, uh, there's no angel, but the devil himself turns up to Van der Decken and says, I'm going to condemn you to sail the seas for eternity. Um, but unlike Why the does the devil sound like a pirate? Because he's like a pirate devil. But, um, <laughs> a pirate devil? But unlike, <laughs> unlike the angel, he actually gives him a chance to, the devil usually gives you a chance to kind of get Oh my God, up, I've never it? met the devil. I don't know what he does. He gives you but a chance he, to what? He, he always he give he, he screws you over the devil in most of these stories, but he always gives you a tiny loophole. So if you're clever enough to figure it out, you can cheat the devil. Oh, okay. So in this one, the okay. devil said that he can redeem himself and his ship through the love of a faithful woman. So every seven years, the captain was permitted to return to land and to find a woman of true love. And if she married him, the curse and all the crew would be freed. Does that mean in parts of the Caribbean? Because you got to land. Yeah, because he's got. And if you married Kira Knightley, yeah. then they'd all be free. Yeah, possibly. But that's every oh, ten years, yeah. actually, wasn't it? So. Yeah, but then the whole if the whole thing. Yeah, but the, the, I heard another story about this. It wasn't. I, I tried to research it. I remember reading this when I was younger. And there's a different story that on the ship that Van der Decken had, there was a couple, a newly married couple, hmm. and because the journey was long and tedious, uh, Van der Decken was a drunk, and he started having. Um, feelings for the woman oh. and he was like oh, i want to be with you oh, i want to be with you and stuff and she was like no i'm a faithful woman i'm you know with this with my husband and stuff anyway kills um the husband throws him overboard oh my gosh and then says ha ha look he's gone now you can be with me and she's like why you killed my husband <laughs> so then he kills her as well oh and my then, lord and then the curse is that he can never because he's cursed oh. to rule because he murders so them. he but that was a different story so so essentially he becomes the squid man that's in parts of the Caribbean. But in parts of the Caribbean, no, that's, like... Yeah, that's Barbosa, yeah. isn't it? That's no, no, not Barbosa. Bill Nye. No, that's, that's David Jones. Character. David Jones. Yeah, but we'll get on to that later. So that's but it. that's him, isn't it? No. Yeah, but... David he... Jones is a different story. Yeah, but so in that film, they've combined... They've, they've combined lots of stuff. All right, then. Because the Kraken's Calm in it. Calm down. I'm just, I'm just asking. Anyway, so whether it was the devil or, you know, an angel or whatever... Uh, the crew uh, always always had the same fate. The, the the Dutchman is lost at sea, and the ghosts of the ship and Van der Decken and stuff all constantly sail around the uh, Cape of Good Hope and also around the world and stuff. And loads of people reported seeing it uh, around the world, including this guy, which no one else can see. So I just went this guy for nothing. This uh, so loads of people have seen it. But the, one of the most famous reported sightings of it uh, is actually Prince George, who would then become George V, the king. So Prince Albert and Prince George, when they before they were king, they went out. They went out in 1881, and on July the 11th, 
uh, a vessel a vessel that they were kind of traveling on they reported seeing the flying dutchman and they said the flying dutchman crossed our bows and just to quote the uh, what mm. they said a strange red light as of a phantom ship Whoa. all aglow in the midst of which light the masts, spars and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in strong relief as she came up to port bow. Oh, don't think he's... The officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarter quarter deck midshipman, who was sent forward as once to forecastle. But on arriving there, there was no vestige, nor any sign of whatever material ship was there seen either, there or right away on the horizon. (laughs) The night being clear and the sea calm. So basically they saw a red light and something gave past. They saw a red light and a ship. And then they went over to where the ship should be. But there was no sign. There was no water, you know, trails or anything like that. And the thought was all okay. kind of random. So the, apparently the log has a sinister postscript that seems to lend credence to the, the Dutchman's ill-omened reputation. Because uh, the prince said, and quote, so I'll do a posh voice this time then. He yes. said, at 10.45am, the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the four topmast cost trees on the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms. Oh. So basically the bloke fell from the crow's nest and died. Oh. So there you go, that was the, the most famous oh. point. But there's been loads of people saying that they've seen the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. But was Van Decken real? Van der Decken real? Maybe. Well, apparently there was nobody... Reported a captain to be reported called Van der Decken. Oh. There's no uh, nowhere on any logs. But some sources seem to think that Van der Decken was actually uh, another Dutch guy called Bernard Folk. Yeah, because in those days you could change your name easily. Couldn't yeah, you? and is the, the old? Have you ever heard of the um, Dutch courage? Now, apparently, this is the story. I'm not sure if this is true because I haven't re- researched it for this episode. But in London, you've got the the Isle of Dogs and stuff, and you got her. You got her there. Dutch courage, and if you ever got the Thames, the Thames is actually quite treacherous for large, never, large, large ships. Never drink the water. And the Isle of Dogs back in the day was this boggy marsh and stuff, and people used to uh, put, you know, kind of pull their ships and stuff. But if the, apparently only Dutchmen, Dutch captains, were brave enough to go up the Thames hmm. and like sail their ships to navigate through the stuff like that. So they said, "Oh, you, you've got to have Dutch courage or be mad as a Dutchman mm-hmm. to be able to do that." I thought it was because you were going to drink something. Yeah. So they like, drink, were they just drunk then? Be a Dutchman. Yeah, well, that story seemed to say that Dutchman was drunk. But anyway, um, <laughs> what what I'm saying is that there was loads of tales of uh, Dutch captains taking risks oh, yeah. and kind of sailing past into maelstroms and coming out the other end and going, oh, wow, that was like you know, being really successful. So I think that story, loads of different captains kind of merged together to form Van der Decken. Yeah, but nowadays when people say Dutch courage, they have alcohol, don't they? Yeah. But man is a Dutchman. That's another saying as well. Anyway, so... do they also say mad as an Irishman? Mad as a Scotsman? Mad as an Englishman? Anyway, so (laughs) is there there an explanation for the people sightings other than the ghosts? It's ghosts. some people seem to think, because you know what a mirage is, don't you? So basically, you, you go insane because you're lacking something. Or you've been in a constant environment that doesn't suit you. Not even necessarily that. So even like uh, the yeah, priest, but you explain the uh, George, George the Fifth and stuff in the was, desert. Though. Yeah, but no, no, or, you, you, can, you can drive no, up a road. I mean, I mean you can drive gotta, up a road on a. Yeah, but you've got to be. It's either you're having a hallucination because because your body is something's happened to your body, 
or you're gonna have something happen because of the environment that you're in. So you, it's it's something that's happening basically. You don't have to be drunk or insane to experience. Yeah, that, that's what I've just said. Yeah. So even like I said, it's a combination of both. Yeah. So on a sunny day, if you're driving down a straight road and the sun is shining on the tarmac, sometimes it appears as if there's water, like a reflection of the car upside down. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced that? Sometimes. That's a mirage. So some people could see a, a mirage, like as I said, you can, you can experience it to yourself. But the tale of the Dutchman stuff was going around stuff, and then people tried to kind of discredit people finding it. But then people found out that certain conditions on the sea, you know, the atmosphere and stuff, and the sun's rain, could actually uh, form a perfect picture of objects on the Earth, uh, like the image you know you see in water or glass. But obviously, you know, it would appear in the air or deflection. That's a mirage. What about so basically, people would see boats from a distance that are nowhere near them, reflected into the into the, into the sky. What if you see it at night time? I don't think anyone's recorded. Well, people that have seen it at night time, but how do you explain? I'm it just saying nighttime? this is this is a scientific explanation about what. Yeah, some people could see. every every like ghost sighting has a scientific explanation, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's also another effect called uh, looming. When um, rays of light are bent across different reflective uh, uh, indices that could make the ship off the horizon appear in the air. So sometimes if you ever go to the coast and so you can see boats on the horizon and, and sometimes as the sun's setting, the boats appear like they're six feet above the horizon. Mm-hmm. That's because of looming, looming and stuff. So there's the explanations why people could see boats in weird situations, but not necessarily the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, and not necessarily because, yeah... In the dark mm-hmm. as well. But so that's 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 the most famous ghost ship. Obviously, there's other ghost ships that we could talk about, but that's kind of like one of the most famous ones because it's been used in one of the biggest mm-hmm. film franchises around at the moment. But, so we've talked about the myth. So this is the part of the show where we go from... Myth to movie! Myth to movie! <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a, apparently there's a few films called Ghost Ship. I'm not surprised, to be so, honest. Um, it's a classic name. 1943, uh, released in the UK in 44. Not probably the best year to release a film in cinema, is it? But, but 1943? Yeah. Um, Everyone needs a film during war So uh, this, was, it's only an hour and nine minutes long, but it's uh, directed by Mark Robson, uh, starring Richard Dix. Richard Dix. Dick Dix. And um, <laughs> uh, Russell Wade and Edith Bartlett. Uh, this is about, it tells a, a tale of mysterious deaths among the crew of the Altair, for which is suspected the insane captain is responsible. The, the pictures are a bit weird, aren't they? Yeah, so we're looking at the poster here. <laughs> like one of those. What's that all about? There's a woman bending over with her kind of negligee showing, and there's a knife it's just a bit weird. and a hand grabbing it as well. <laughs> Anyway, this film, when it was released, it was as soon as it was released in 1943, the producer was sued for plagiarism because somebody had actually submitted a, a script called The Ghost Ship and at the time to the studio, and they were kind of sued. And despite the, the claims of the, the producer that the manuscript was kind of returned unread, the court actually ruled against the, the, the studio and they had to withdraw all the films from, from uh, mm. circulation. And it remained unable to be reviewed for like 50 years until copyright ran out and then you could watch it. Oh dear. They also had to pay like $25,000 in the time and uh, 5000 attorney fee attorney fees um, for future income. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't release it. Okay. So going on, 1952, Ghost Ship. Another Ghost Ship. So the last one was The Ghost Ship. This one is Ghost Ship. Such the a difference. Is, on the poster of this one, there's like a weird creepy man. 
coming out of the boat. And he looks what, like a big face the size of a boat. Yeah, but he looks like And then there's a woman that's he looks really like Benicio de Toro. Just a little bit. Hmm? Coming out. Anyway, so this is this is about this is slightly different. This one is about a luxury ship that is haunted by ghosts of the crew that disappeared off the ship years before. So it tells a tale of a, a young couple get a yacht. So as I should say, this is directed by Vernon Sewell, stars Dermot Walsh, Hazel Court, and Hugh uh, Bergden. And this one's um, an hour and 14 minutes. Yeah, a young couple buy a, a, a yacht and they hear that it's haunted, but it's a steal. And um, after a few incidents that kind of like kind of shrug off initially, they realise that it's haunted and they get a professional ghost tracker from the Institute for Investigation of Psychic Phenomena. And he brings on a medium to a system, and they eventually learn from her mumblings that the last owner of the ship killed his unfaithful wife and her lover before they could do so much for him, and um, they... He stored their bodies in the yacht. Ew, so I think I've seen this film. So the skeletons are in there. I think I've seen this film. But this is a little bit like the legend. You know, I told you there was that legend about Vanderdeck and killing the husband. Oh, And yeah. wanting to be with herself. So it's kind yeah. of like a little bit of inspiration there. Although it's a yacht, not like a, a merchant ship. But this has got like a pretty much well, it's middle rating, five, 5.5 out of 10. Last one was 6.6 6 out of 10. I just love the poster. It's just got like Richard Dix really big on the Looking poster. Looking out a porthole. Yeah. <laughs> sort of <laughs> quite nonchalant. He's sort of thinking about, are there ghosts on my ship? Maybe yeah. no. So, moving on to 1980. This is the best the film. The best kind best film of decade the there is. An hour and 31 minutes. 1980. Directed by Alvin Rakoff. <sighs> Starring George Kennedy, Richard Krenner, and Nick Manskusko. It is Death Ship. Now, can you describe the poster for us? It's a boat, right? And it's sailing... Well, it's a big ship, but instead of like just a normal ship, you know, what is it? Port or starboard? The front front of the ship. What's port? Is port the front? Port is the left. Oh, sorry. Port is where you (laughs) dock. Anyway, the front of the ship is a big face. Yeah, so they've, they've art directed the poster... You shouldn't have let me like describe it. So it looks like it's got teeth where it's rotting the boat. It's trying but to the reason I the reason I asked you to describe it is because remember this poster. Why? Because Because remember, it's done again. Someone steals in it. Ghost uh, other ship. Uh, ghost uh, ship. Uh, so nineteen eighty. So this one's about survivors of a tragic shipping collision are rescued by a mysterious black ship which appears out of the fog. Mm. Little do they realise that the ship is actually a Nazi torture ship. Oh, God. Which has sailed the seas for years, luring unsuspecting sailors aboard and killing them oh, one by one. Is it a ghost ship then, or does it have Nazis on it? Well, you don't realise, because they're actually from World War II. So it's no, it's They could still be alive, I suppose. Oh, hang on. Where would they get food from? It's it, it, well, it sealing, sealing of a ship, anyway. Okay. So. But it's called Death Ship, isn't it? So it's kind of... But it was a death ship originally. Yeah. But now it's a ghost ship. Yeah, anyway, so um, this film is one of those cheap, nasty films where they use loads of clips from other films. Oh. So uh, as the ghost ship collides with the crew li- cruise liner, uh, brief scene, you can see explosions and a piano falling and stuff, and that's taken from The Last Voyage, which was like made in 1960. So a film that's like 20 years old. Kind of a little nerdy bit. When the crew of the ocean liner picks up like kind of the echo that the ship is near, um, you kind of see a reversed image video clip of the fog-covered uh, Skull Island from King Kong. Cool. Like taken from the 76 version. You know, the one cool. with um, is it Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. And a creepier little bit of tidbit about this is that the blood used in the shower scene as a shower scene was, was, wasn't real. 
but they told the actress that it was real. Yeah. And she was like, ah! And they, they and they did it in one take. So try and get like the most the best performance ever. But the, the funny thing is, on IMDb it goes, the blood was not real, but the breasts were. Ah! <laughs> oh my lord! Really? Yeah, that's what it says. This one's got a 4.9 uh, view. I've seen this film, but I've seen it in quite a inebriated uh, state, so um, I can't really remember uh, if it's any... Okay, so let's move to something else. Same year. And the thing is, I, I've seen that Death Ship film, and it feels really old, like really dated. Mm-hmm. But the next film we're going to talk about is 1980, which is The Fog. Mm. John Carpenter's The Fog. You know, with Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Leigh and what's-his-face, yeah, uh, Tom Atkins. So uh, an unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly a hundred years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. Mm. Now, do you remember the twist in this film? That it wasn't a ship. It was a ship full of lepers mm-hmm. who had bought some land down the coast and then the town folks said, yes, we'll take your money and that you can go and live in the land and live off your life. But then they delib- deliberately direct the boat into the rocks, crashing the boat and killing them all. Oh, that's me. And then, so they come back and haunt them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this film is obviously, it's John Carpenter. And he said when he made this film that it was like an homage to the like the old sort of EC comics, um, you know, kind of like ghost stories and kind of like ghoulies and stuff you know which is kind of similar to the creep show stuff that kind of george romero kind of did as well in the um, late uh, early 80s as well but i remember watching this with you and it's so weird because jamie lee curtis is like hitchhiking and then she gets picked up by tom atkins and then they just have sex and there's no like flirting or anything it's just like i pick you up in the car let's have yeah. sex in the house this obviously was written by a man wasn't it well it was written by um john carpenter and deborah hill ah so it was 50-50. Yeah, but I bet he had creative control. It's <laughs> the <laughs> so 1980s. Of course they'd put that in there, wouldn't they? Okay, so Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins are both in this film, but the connection to a kind of other spooky films is that they were both actually in the Halloween movies. Obviously, Curtis was in Halloween and Halloween 2, but Atkins was in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which we talked about last time. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, with six more days to Halloween, Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween. Anyway, this is was a massive success. Obviously, Ghost Ship Full of Lepers Killing People. But um, they remade it, sadly. Mm. Do you remember the remake? Mm-hmm. The remake was done in 2005, directed by Rupert Wainwright. And it starred Smallville's legendary actor, Tom Welling. How was he a legendary actor? Because he's Superman. Mm, terrible. It also starred Maggie Grace, you know, from Lost and the Taken movies, and Selma Blair. And it says here that it was written by um, John Carpenter and also um, credited as a producer, but he apparently came out and said, all I would do is just turn up, say hello, and then goodbye, and then go home. So he said he didn't really have much of it. But the poster alone kind of says it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. It's just like one CGI mess, isn't it? I didn't mind the film. It's all right. But apparently Tom Welling, um, as I said, he was from Smallville and stuff. He was still f- filming season four. And Selma Blair apparently joked that they just ran the cameras for Smallville and the fog at the same time with him running around and then just used the same footage. They probably could, couldn't they, really? But the thing is, in Smallville, there's one episode where rockets go off and they used the rockets from Terminator 3 at the end in the episode. So mm. it's really weird. But originally, Fergie was supposed to be in this film, you know, from Black Eyed Peas. Ooh, really? Um, but she apparently pulled out uh, last minute. Probably realised how crap it was. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably so. But I mean, it's not that bad, but it's like, it's got a 3.7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty bad. I remember not enjoying it at all. I, I think I've only seen it once. I think I liked some bits of it, but then mostly it was disappointing. Anyway, so another famous ship from one of the, a more better film, 
No, this is like the best film ever. Yeah, in 1985, it is... The Goonies. The Goonies. Obviously, it's not... The other films are kind of about a ghost ship. I'm quite surprised that they haven't remade this film. Well, it's funny you say that. There, um, there's a Goonies two in development. What a two or a remake? A two. Oh. What is it going to have? What's his face in it? Apparently Samwise Gamgee. Apparently, everybody's going to return. Who's really? who's not dead? Because I think like uh, Mama Fratelli's like dead and stuff. So Josh Brolin's going to return. Um, Corey Feldman apparently is in talks of doing it. Um, Chunk is apparently going to come out of retirement because he doesn't mm. act anymore. What are they going to do though for a second one? I think it's going to be their kids, isn't it? About them. Really? Probably, it's just going to be about them? Probably, yeah. But what are they going to do? Like, I don't understand what they'll do. There's another housing development being built. And we're all selling their houses. Well, that's it. So the I'm origi- going to find one-eyed Willie again. So the original film was, it was written by Christopher Columbus. Uh, Chris Columbus, you know, the guy who directed Harry Potter, the first two Harry Potter films. The first two yeah. terrible. And also Harry Steven Potter. Spielberg. But uh, this was directed by Richard Donner, who also did Superman, hence the Superman t-shirt on Sloth. Oh. And um, obviously I said it stars Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, yeah, and a bunch of others and stuff. But it's about, as you said, hey, a, a bunch of misfit <laughs> kids called the Goonies uh, and they discover an ancient map. And set out on an adventure to find the legendary gold on the ship but to save like, the house from yeah, the yeah. housing development. But like, yeah, yeah. Famously, obviously at the end, there's the ghost ship. There's one, one-eyed Willie's ship. They find it, don't they? Mm-hmm. And apparently the, the cast um, wasn't allowed to see the ship beforehand because Richard Donner wanted to get the kids' kind of like reactions to kind of see the scope of the, uh, the ship. Mm-hmm. But Josh Brolin, who was a bit older, you know, he plays the older brother, mm-hmm. he um, just swore as soon as uh, <laughs> he saw the ship. He was really? like, holy! And obviously it's a... It's a well, it's a 12, I think. They could have sworn. Was it 12? Yeah, they had to reshoot it and stuff like that. But the ship, where One-Eyed Willie's ship, is actually uh, a real ship. It was um, They built it. It was called the Inferno, obviously, in the film. But they built a real ship. It was 105 feet long, and it took two and a half months to, to construct. And it was kind of based uh, loosely on the Seahawk from Errol Flynn's, you know, in 1940s kind of. Errol Flynn. The sails required more than like 7,000 square feet of material and the uh, largest measured like 30 to 60, uh, 30 by 60 foot. And some of the ship's rigging was kind of actually recycled Pirates of the Caribbean ship from the Disneyland ride, hmm. which uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is based on. But apparently they shot all the film on the, uh, on the ship and then they offered it to anybody who would want it like for hmm. free. Nobody took it. So they just scrapped it. Aww. Imagine that. Imagine owning... Yeah, but they probably didn't know like it was going to be... Yeah, but imagine oh, a good movie if anybody offers you a boat, I would say yes. Yeah, but where would you put it? If someone offered you a boat now, I'd be like, where are you going to put it, Henry? Put it in the garden. Yeah, I'd moor it somewhere. How are you going to put it in the garden? I wouldn't put it in the garden. I'd put, what, put it on the front lawn. Come good morning, sir. No, would what you what like mean? to come against my the inferno? It was owned by one eyed Willie, you know. I suppose you could take it to pieces and then put it back together or whatever. No, I would loan it to a museum or something. You could do that, couldn't you? Well, why didn't they just do that? I don't know. I don't know. Stupid but like, it's not really a museum item, is it? It's just... Well, it is. It's like a movie history. People pay fortune to go yeah, and see but at the Batman's ti- mask. At the and... time, it wasn't movie history, was it? Yeah, I suppose so. But Don't and you also... think the poster, though, looks like a bit like all the posters you get today, of, like the Avengers and everything? Yeah, I think this, the, the one we've got here, sorry, we're looking at the poster here. Uh, this is a more modern poster on the left, but the famous poster uh, is oh, of all the, the gang... All, all the gang holding on, uh, mm-hmm. falling down. And the guy, it was like hand-drawn of the entire cast. And he actually redrew the entire thing with each individual member at the top. Oh. Which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the scene here is obviously they find the ship at the end. There's not really any ghosts on it because it's just a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And there's not much ghostly goings on. 
there's the famous scene apparently they cut out there was a kraken inside the cave oh yeah a big octopus i remember that though well the thing is the scenes were filmed and they cut it out and if you still watch the film at the very end they said what happened to you and then like data's like there was a big octopus and another and he mentions it in the film but you say you remember that mm-hmm. you remember seeing it yeah yeah no i don't i don't remember it i've never seen it but i know like superman they when they first put that no, I've seen. I've, have I seen not it? Not the mass, not just like tentacles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a big thing that like, pops out. Not really. Well, I remember seeing. I mentioned this about Superman before. When Superman was first aired, they uh, Richard Donner again edited scenes in just for the TV airing, and then it was never seen again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so the, the, there's no ghosts, and then you just at the end you see the ship, don't you sail out mm-hmm. and kind of sails off, implying mm-hmm. that the ghost is sailing it. It's a very good film. Yeah. You love it. Anyway, so the next one, which is a tenuous, but it's, it is a ship. Mm-hmm. But a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, so 1997's Event Horizon, mm-hmm. starring Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Kathleen Quinlan, Jason Isaacs. Hello to Jason Isaacs. And directed by Paul uh, W.S. Anderson. Why did you say hello to Jason Isaacs? It's a podcast joke. Is it? Oh. Commode and Mayer. Ah, uh, why? Because they know Jason Isaacs, so it's like, hello to Jason Isaacs. If you ever oh. see Jason Isaacs, you're supposed to go, hello, Jason Isaacs. Why? That's a long-winded thing. Anyway, so Paul Wes and- uh, Paul, not Paul Wes Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson. He directed, you may know him, obviously, for directing uh, the, well, the, the hideous Resident Evil films. The first one's, like, really good. Well, it's not really, it's not a good film, but it's like a film you could enjoy if you was a Resident Evil fan, you know. Ooh, I never really liked these films. Miller Jovich, loads of zombies, the T-Virus and stuff like that. But this was before that, and mm-hmm. this one wasn't. It wasn't received very well. Uh, it kind of got like bad re- um, reviews and stuff, and it said it was terrible. But it kind of it's now built up um, a massive following. The fact that it's actually feels you know it feels like a bit Lovecraftian. Can't so, always trust reviews though. It's, so the plot is: a rescue ship investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole. And it is now suddenly re- returned, and someone or something is on board. Oh dear! And it's got so much kind of like nerdy stories about it. So originally, Paul um, Anderson's original cut was 130 minutes long, and it was really graphically violent. So much so that test audience apparently puked and, and vomited and stuff like that when they first watched it. So Paramount, who were kind of the studio at the time, ordered him to cut like 30 minutes and kind of tone down all the violence and stuff. And weirdly. The footage was taken and put in a salt mine somewhere in Eastern Europe. So, How did you get there? So apparently salt kind of prefer, um, preserves film and, and, and doesn't destroy it. But apparently, eventually they found that someone had a VHS tape of the footage and stuff. And they were going to release it, but because of the poor quality of it, it was, it was, it was never released. Because apparently the, the nightmare sequence in Event Horizon was so graphic and stuff. They, they cut all of it. But it'd be interesting to see that. As I said, really had disappointing box office results. But apparently Kurt Russell apparently was shown shown this film by Paul W.S. Anderson. Kurt Russell was like, man, forget about what this movie's doing now. In 15 years time, it's going to be the movie you're glad you made. And looking at the rest of the uh, Paul W.S. Anderson films, he's probably glad he did uh, did make this. But as I said, it's got like a massive uh, cult following there. The secret, or Sam Neill always uh, delivers. Uh, obviously, if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that we've gotten uh, massive love for Sam Neill, uh, Sam Neill. A, a big um, underrated, oh, yeah. underrated actor. But the part where he's like, he's got no eyes. He's like, he's ace. We don't need eyes to see. But I mean, come on, his Northern Ireland accent in uh, Peaky Blinders is a bit questionable. Well, no. <laughs> Except the fact that he's Northern Ireland. Oh no! <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's a bit weird though. So he is. He was born in uh, Northern Ireland. Anyway, so this film, as I said, really graphic and stuff. But I love this film. I think I think it's great. Especially, right. especially Lawrence Fishburne in a kind of little floaty chair, and oh, around, around the time this time, there's loads of because um, Sam Neill gets a piece of paper and talks about folding space and like putting the pen through and he puts it through like a porn um, poster off the wall and stuff. You know, a crew that was a little bit like aliens, kind of like, mm-hmm. hey man, look, we're we're all there, kind of stuff. But this film, I think it's great. I think it's really good. It's alright. It's spooky. It could be as I, the reason I put no. The reason I put this on here is because it could it's have all been right. Calm down. It's no, all right. it could it's have been it could have been a set like a ship just going to another ship and kind of experiencing it. So obviously they they find out there's like the gateway to hell. I think you like it more because it's in space. No, 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 no. I don't think it is. I think it's got like because you know the the actual ship was um, in it. It's these really long corridors and stuff, and it's actually based off Notre Dame, the the the, the archways and stuff like that. It's based off it to get that kind of gothic kind of creepiness about it mm-hmm. and there's a whole part where Lawrence Fishburne talks about his um his friend burning to death in zero gravity oh, and waves of fire coming over it and it's like it's like really cool stuff I, I really enjoy it I you know I, I would say go and watch this I'm, I'm not going to wait to the end just watch this film just go and watch this film yeah, now right. Event Horizon but as I said <laughs> look at the tagline infinite space infinite terror <laughs> <laughs> but you know considering what uh, as I said what Paul W.S. Anderson's directed Resident Evil films just making films with his wife basically um, why wouldn't you yeah but you do terrible. this podcast with me aren't you they're terrible they're terrible at the end though does that mean this podcast this is, is terrible well this this episode's terrible isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go there anyway moving on bye so bye. The, re- the reason we're here the name of the episode Ghost Ship 2002 so the only if you if you type in ghost ship to Google, what comes up? The trailer for this movie, two thousand two. So directed by Steve Beck, who's more uh, known for kind of like special effects uh, stuff on other films, and stars uh, Juliana Margulies, Gable Byrne, Ron L, and Carl Urban. It's a young Carl. Urban. Yeah, like a really weird Carl Urban. But yeah, so this film is about a salvage crew discovers a long lost nineteen sixty two passenger ship floating lifeless in a remote region of the Bering Sea, and soon notices its long-dead inhabitants may still be on board. Didn't you say the film, the, the first scene of the film, got nominated? Yeah, so they, they got nomin- nominated for special effects because if you've seen this film and you don't remember much of it, the, the everybody remembers the opening. So it's loads of people dancing on the deck of the boat. There's a young Emily Browning who plays the, the girl girl on the on ship, and she's dancing with the captain, is it? And then all of a sudden, like the wire from the top of the, oh, the boat horrible. goes, and it slices for everyone. And then he, the captain's oh, bending horrible. down, so his face is slit in half, and everyone oh, else is going And then everyone falls over. And it's implied that that's why everyone's dead. Obviously, there'd be other people in the ship. But then, yeah, so that scene got loads of awards for how people got sliced because they, they got like people who had lost their limbs to play. Oh, my God. Um, some of the people on the, on the floor and stuff. And I remember watching this on, there used to be a TV show called Movies, Games and Videos that used to be on Saturday. It used to tell you how to, they did special effects and stuff. And they talked about the special effects that were done in, um, like there's a scene where one of the guys is in the hall and it turns from a, like a, a rotten, abandoned ship back into the ballroom. It's pretty cool. And it, it kind of moves around. And stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Because we watched this 
what the other night didn't we uh, mm-hmm. especially for this episode but there's loads of little little things in this film so the actual design of the because the, the ship's called the Antonio Graza and it was actually based off uh, a ship called the Andrea Doria which is a man's name um who was was an Italian ocean liner that's that met a tragic fate as well and it sank in the 50s and it collided with another liner so but the the design of the ship is actually based off the Leonardo da Vinci, which was the ship that um, was the, the sister ship to the ship that it's named after. A little bit weird. Okay. So, but this was supposed to be a little bit more sort of like psychological. So in the film, um, Gable Byrne doesn't drink, does he? He's like a, a teetotal. And he's got that crew. And then on the ship, he finds like an old bottle of whiskey. And he's like, should I drink it? Should I not? Should I drink it? Should I not? Should no. I drink it? And eventually he starts Just drink, drink it, he, dr- he drinks with the captain and he kind of drinks and stuff like that. And then he ends up dead in a water tank. But it was supposed to be a more psychological thing where you didn't see the ghosts and the people were supposed to walk around. A little bit like Event Horizon, because in Event Horizon they flash back to loads of their previous pain, like a, a mother had lost a son and she sees him on the spaceship and stuff like that. So the ship was supposed to like show their past. A little bit like uh, As Above, So Below. Remember that film in Paris? Mm-hmm. And they showed you like mistakes or regrets that they had and that was supposed to kill them and stuff. But eventually they went for that more kind of slasher kind of horror and stuff and they added the ferryman man. And there was the, there's a load of gold that's on the ship that people were trying to steal back in 19, uh, the 1960s. And they ended up poisoning the entire ship and trying to steal it, but then he kills everybody. And then eventually you find out the ferryman, his name's, I think his name's John Ferryman. <laughs> um actually turns out to be the ferryman and is hired by Satan to collect the souls oh. on the boat and take them to hell. And there's the classic scene at the end, isn't it, where the no. only... Yeah, spoilers. Only one of the uh, the crew survives. And as they're getting taken off the boat, they see the ferryman going back onto another boat with the stolen gold and they scream no as heavy metal rock music goes... Brilliant. Good. Okay, so... The reason I mentioned about the poster is because do you remember we mentioned Death Ship and you described the, the they face? Look, they look the same, basically. Ghost Ship, yeah, but look at the tagline for Ghost Ship. They look the same. Yeah, but look at what's the tagline. Sea of Evil. No, Sea Evil, as in S-E-A Evil. Oh, yeah. Sea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the, the poster of that is almost a complete rip-off of Death Ship, isn't it? Not completely. I actually think Death Ship is better because they've used the design of the ship. No, I like Ghost Ship. To, to, anyway, Ghost Ship. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff wrong with it, but it's entertaining. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, it's got a five point five and nine. Could be. I'd, I'd probably get a lot well, more. I'll give it a bit more. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more tidbit. Um, the uh, the the captain, the ghost captain, tells Gabriel Burns' character that the Antonio Graza was rescued by a ship called the Lorelei, uh, but. Uh, rescuing the ship was eventually led to the destruction of the Antonio Graza, but apparently Die Lorelei is a German poem about a siren-type woman luring boats to their room. So mm. a little nod and a wink there to mm-hmm. previous myth. Um, so the last um, film that we can mention, which we mentioned at the start, is obviously mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, there's loads of ghost boats in this, isn't there? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's the, the, the Black Pearl, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's cursed. And actually the Flying Dutchman, which we mentioned at the start, turns up in two and three because mm-hmm. Barbosa, a tentacle man, uh, sells it. But it's got those weird teeth in it, hasn't it? It kind of eats of a ship. Barbosa's not a tentacle man. Oh, sorry. Um, they've got Bill Nye as Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Barbosa is obviously in the first one and um, in the latter ones. But the um, So Bill Nye as Davy Jones is 
captain of the Flying Dutchman, but it eats people, doesn't it? It has like teeth at the front. The galley opens and kind of. What does? The ship. It doesn't eat people. It eats the ship. No, it doesn't. It does. It breaks the other ships apart. No, they call the Kraken, and the Kraken comes and dismantles their ship. But there's a one scene where the ship kind of rises up and it has teeth and it bites into another ship. It doesn't. It goes under the water and then comes out of the. Doesn't I've never seen it bite anything. It's got literal teeth at the front. Yeah, but it isn't. I mean, there's a scene where I don't it rises. It biting anything. There's a scene where it rises up and it bites onto the other ship. No, so I can't it. remember that. They control the guy controls the kraken, doesn't he? The kraken. Well, it's, it's weird because they're, they're, apparently the the flying Dutchman's given to David Jones, Bill Nice character by Calypso, which is played by Naomi Harris, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, she gives it to gives Jones the duty of ferrying the souls of the dead back and forth every 10 years and then eventually he can come ashore with Calypso who will give him his love and he's allowed to be free which is similar to the myth that we mentioned at the start mm-hmm. but apparently she's nowhere to be seen oh. so then he calls the Kraken to why come. does she why does she disappear I don't know I can't but remember she doesn't me. really because the other guy's near I don't know yeah oh, I don't know and eventually um, he tears out his own heart and stuff but then what's his name Alanda. his heart was in the safe there in the box yeah he puts it in he puts it in the box but because of she oh, kept yeah, yeah. refusing his love. He takes his heart and stuff. Mm-hmm. But eventually, um, Will Turner, who's uh, what's his face, Orlando Bloom, Bloom, he stabs the heart of David Jones, killing uh, Jones. But then, but then replaces he replaces him as the captain of the Dutchman, doesn't he? Him. So, but as you said, at the end of is it the, um, the third one? The, not the third one. It was the fourth one, isn't it? With um, where you see the ship and he's just coming back. It was ten years afterwards. It, it was the fourth. Not um. Oh, this is confusing. Stranger Tides. No, I don't know which one it was. Because there was a lot of re- there was a lot of remakes, wasn't there? No, isn't was... this the one that didn't have uh, Jack Sparrow in it, or did it have Jack Sparrow? in All it? of them have Jack Sparrow in it. Mm-hmm. So you got um, so you had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Then you had it's the last one, basically. So it's the weird because they he did that one where there was the mermaid, didn't he? That's Strange Tides. Yeah, it wasn't that one. It was. was. The one after that one. No, it wasn't. It was the one after that one. No, because the one after that one is the um, uh, Revenge of Salazar, depending on. Yeah, that was it. The Salazar De- or, one. Or Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, one. Will comes back at that. But the end of one of the third ones, you see Will on the boat coming back. No, the, it do. was the end of the Salazar one. He comes back to the land. No, no, he and doesn't. And yeah. Knightley's there. Yeah. Because no. he's his no uh, Barbosa's. Is it Barbosa's daughter or something? No, but you see him. You see him come back and. in Salazar. You see him in bed with Kieran Knightley. That was the last but, one. Yeah, but before that, at the end of one of the other ones, you see Kieran Knightley just standing there. I think it's the end of the third one. Oh yeah, I you thought you meant when he came back. No, but you see him coming back. You see the ship coming back to, and then Kieran Knightley's like, ah, and she's got a boy who's older. That's the end of the film, implying that ten years has passed and he's he's come back. Oh, I don't remember that. It is. It's at the end of World's End, which I think is the third one. It is. Because otherwise, why showing them at the end of that fourth one, fifth one, wouldn't have made any difference, would it? Anyway, this is part of the show where we go, do you believe? So do you believe in the Flying Dutchman or ghost ships? I don't believe in any of the nonsense, no. But things can be haunted even if they are boats. So you do believe in ghost ships? I don't believe in ghost ships. I'm just saying that it could be a possibility of a ghost ship. But what about the actual Flying Dutchman? Do you believe in that one? No, it's a load of nonsense, isn't it? Because... People go to sea, they're not supposed to be there, they just go mad and get really drunk and they see all this stupid nonsense. But what about um, George V seeing it? He probably went mad, he probably had syphilis or something. (laughs) 
Whatever you did, does he? He probably did. Yeah. Anyway. He probably did. So you don't believe in any ghost ships? I don't believe in like, I think everything's so exaggerated, especially in the boring times before TV. So I could have mentioned, there was another film on here called Triangle, which uh, stars Melissa George and stuff. No one cares about it. But... It's no, in but, the wrong section of the show. Yeah, it's in the wrong section of the show. But, but, but the Bermuda it. Triangle, which is time loops, oh. and ghost ships are actually ships going through time oh, warps geez. and stuff, which is a kind of different, kind of more sci- <laughs> yeah. sci-fi than kind of myth and legends. So you don't believe in any of that, like time loops or boats, ghost no. ships, no? None of this. No. So you're a firm, firm no this week. No, I, I'm saying there could be ships with ghosts on because, you know, if you die somewhere horribly... Then your soul is either trapped on there or how you died echoes. What about the legend of someone sailing the seas, collecting the dead no, and taking them to, so. to, to hell? I think it's just something like you make up. You know, like how they make up mermaids and everything, really. They make a big, massive mountain. Man- but you said that you believed in mermaids. No, I didn't say I believed in mermaids. I said I believed in the Little Mermaid film, Ariel. Okay, so out of all the films we've mentioned, what which one would you want to go back and watch? We obviously watched Ghost Ship Pirates recently. Of the Caribbean. Well, all five of them. The first one's the best one. What's the second one called? I can't remember that. Um, it's the one where the squid man's in it. No, so at World's End's the third one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what's the second one called? I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean 2. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates come back. Well, I do, I do want to go in uh, into depth kind of reading it. No, it's what is it? Uh, what is it called? Dead Man's Chest. That's what it's called. Just remembered. So it's Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and... The world's end. I I felt they got worse as they went on. I think that the boat in Jaws was haunted. That's why he was trying to eat it. Well, he was a ghost eater. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you don't believe, and you go. Not go... like believe. Like believe is such a strong word. Okay, so obviously, Hearts of the Caribbean is such a massive film franchise. Now they're still making it. Have, uh, any of the other films? They're still making it. Yeah, there's there's going to be another one. Yeah. Really? Would you go back and watch any of them? I think the fog. What well, well, um. No, no. I no, none of them. Death Ship? No. And I've already... I've seen Ghost Ship. No. I've just watched Car- Parts of the Caribbean again. Goonies? Oh, Where's, yeah. Hang on. Goonies I've too? watched Goonies forever. Goonies that's never say die? Forever. Okay. I, I'd probably go back and watch Event Horizon. I'd watch Event Horizon like personally. Yeah. Babe Ruth! Yeah. Um, Goonies. Uh, is Go- that what he says? Yeah. But it's Babe Ruth is chocolate by the way. What is a Babe Ruth? It's like a... Like a Mars bar. I think it's more like a bounty, but we don't get them over yeah. here. Yeah, coconutty goodness. But it's American chocolate, though, isn't it? Yeah, so Sucks. it hasn't got milk in it, basically. No, it, it's disgusting. No, it's that's disgusting. why American chocolate doesn't have not that much milk. It's not about Hershey's, like, it, oh, it's, it's not about the, the milk or no milk. I should know this. It's it's it about is. the taste of it that tastes like it is. someone's that's just wiped Euro- all over the Europeans hate bottom. the fact that we put milk in uh, chocolate. And they they it's want they wanted to that. call it family chocolate. I can eat vegan chocolate with no milk in, and it will taste nice. A, I eat American chocolate, and it tastes like Hershey's. It tastes like well, no, some, it's like some kind of so chemical. Cadbury's over here is different to Cadbury's in America because they use a different recipe over there. They don't put as much milk in it. Yeah, but it still tastes vaguely like Cadbury's, mm. not like Hershey's. Cadbury, yeah. Hershey's almost tastes like um, someone's tipped the fairy liquid in it in the mixture. Okay, here's here's um one thing I forgot to mention about the uh, parts of the Caribbean, um because in the Caribbean. no, but because we did the music episode, I thought I'd give this music a tidbit. The end of the parts of the Caribbean, uh, one of the last lines is "Bring me the horizon," 
Yeah. Apparently, that's where the band, the British metal oh, band, really? Bring Me the Horizon, got their name from. Oh. There you go, Pirates of the Caribbean fans. Metal, we like Pirates of the Caribbean. So I, I thought, don't compromise. I don't compromise, <laughs> except I did compromise. And now I'm a little bit more trancy. It's surprised, like, if you say I won't compromise, that makes you more likely to compromise. Yeah. <laughs> Was that some Yoda talk at the end there? Sure. <laughs> anyway, we if have come to the end of the sh- <laughs> we have come to the end of the show. If you'd like to email us uh, at the show um, to tell us about ghost ships or any personal experiences you've had with ghost ships, or, <laughs> or with ghost on ships, or yeah. ships with ghosts, I don't know any. Or like a toy ghost ship. Toy ghost ship, ghost ship toy. Or a, to- a, a ghost ship that wasn't on a ship; it was in the sky. Well, like the cutty cutty sark. Oh. That kind of thing. Yeah, that made sense to somebody. Anyway, email us at heyhofinito at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at heyhofinito or Facebook at heyhofinito. I have been your glorious host, Henry Finnegan. And I've been Amy. <laughs> See you next time for a spooky episode of Hey Ho Finito!